Everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Voles, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at onefootdown.com on the SB Nation Network. And if y'all have heard of other podcasts already, those guys did it without me. I didn't know what was going on. Ju didn't want me screaming at him again. Uh, so I am flying kind of solo, but I have a co-pilot, a literal US tax dollar paid co-pilot with me today. <laughs> Carolyn Darney, what? How are you doing? I'm doing great. That's a lot of titles you got. That's a lot of extra time you got to put in, man. You know, you know. Listen, when they went through like royalty titles back in the day, they would just <laughs> the heralds would just keep going and going and going. And I figured, you know, if it's good enough for 1462, it's good enough for 2019. Yeah, absolutely. It's like so, Mother of Dragons over here. Oh, I've been rolling. If y'all don't know, Caroline is uh, she's my boss. Uh, <laughs> In a lot of ways. So uh, I'll be on my best behavior today. Uh, <laughs> she's not Jude. I'm not going to like scream at her about rooting for Michigan uh, for like 15 minutes, losing my mind. Uh, and she's also one of the editors over at uh, at the Streaking the Long, uh, the Virginia community for SB Nation. So uh, you ready for this? It's, it's yeah, game week. I know. You just, you just went through a weekend that we all, we won't talk bad about it. But <laughs> it's okay. We kind of a little bit. Um, I was at a wedding and you, you know, were, you were fall weddings, wedding, man, they're rough. They're rough. It's rough stuff. Especially like, you know, look, I get it. Weekends are hard to schedule. You know, you have your idea of like when you want to get married, like what's the best pricing and what works for family, all that great stuff. Um, but man, it's tough. I like watching college football. So <laughs> <laughs> luckily they all know me from like my Navy days. So if I hadn't been streaming the game, they probably would have been like, Carolyn, are you feeling okay? Isn't Virginia playing? Like, should you be watching that? <laughs> so, uh, it worked out. Virginia liked to give me a little bit of a heart attack cause they don't like when I leave and go have a good time. Um, yeah, but, ODU's really trying to be king of the state, aren't they? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, what I really appreciated about that game, or things to point, there are a couple of things that c- can be true all at once. One, ODU is coming off a bye week, so anytime you have a team that has upset visions, um, that has an extra week to just focus on y'all when you're. Oh, we, oh, we definitely know about that. Oh yeah, when you're out that, there, like, seven Virginia teams players, this year have buyes uh, in front of Notre Dame. So see, I don't even know how that like physically as possible. That's like the craziest stat ever. Well, but, so get, a, get an ACC deal like we have. Yeah, there you go. I'm just going to try and force your I'll make, I'll, make sure you, I'll make sure of that for you. Yeah, it's just funny because like, so, you know, two weeks to prepare, Virginia's playing Florida State, which was an emotional comeback win type thing. And then you've got, um, you know, the starting center was out for Virginia. It hurt his snapping hand against Florida State. Um, those two things, those are tough. The other thing that's also true is you can't miss tackles in the first half like the defense was doing. And I don't mean to knock on the defense at all because they were actually pretty fantastic. And the offense was like, you know, today's going to be the day where we are just like, whoa. So all of those things combined, you know, a couple that are like, okay, I can excuse that. And the fact ODU, like you said, like they're trying, they upset Virginia Tech last year, upset minded. They want to kind of make noise and show that they're legit. And I think they're going to be growing pretty quickly. Um, when it comes to, you know, improving skills, but, uh, definitely was not a relaxing Saturday, but four and is four and Um, and there was an open bar. So, you know, what was the last time or uh, not Georgia? I'm sorry. I still got, I still have Georgia on my mind. Uh, what was the last time Virginia had a four and start like this? That was 2004. So it's 2004. been, um, uh, been, been a while. Um, and it's exciting. Cause you know, like 
And it's a pretty decent four. I mean, it's a pretty solid four. It's a pretty solid four. No, yeah. yeah. I, I was, uh, I was giving you kudos in my mind. Uh, looking at that the other day, I'm like, you know, this is this is a lot better than, uh, like even like Wisconsin's undefeated start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, like, I mean, I think that pit that pit win's going to continue to get better. I think, um, and that's a team that. Virginia struggled with. See, Pitt didn't know you were going to go undefeated. Otherwise, Pitt probably would have gave you a lot better fight. You yeah, know? exactly. They hadn't charged. The, the super weapon no. had not fully charged before the season started. <laughs> and so we got a little bit of a break there. But, you know, like they took Penn State um, down to the wire. And obviously that went over UCF. Um, but, yeah, that's one. And that's one that's huge in the coastal. Like that has gigantic implications, which is why – when that happened, going on the road, picking up a coastal win that early in the season was huge, especially right. with a team that has expectations like Virginia does that didn't expect to have expectations or isn't used to having expectations. It's probably the best way to put it um, to get that win, get a leg up. And then also sure this Florida state isn't the Florida state that is the Florida state <laughs> that gives people fear. Hey, it's, um, all, it's all right. I mean, they, their reign was so uh, long and terrible that, you know, you could dance on their grave a little bit like yeah. 10 years later. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <that's>, you know, anytime you get a win over a team that is that talented, when uh, as a Virginia is trying to, I don't even know. If, yeah, I'd say, I mean, Virginia's been ranked number one before, so I can say return to national prominence. Uh, after an embarrassing stretch to get a win over a team, like a Florida state that has the resources and the talent that they do. And you guys have had some pretty good, a couple of decent size, uh, upset wins over Florida state over the last 20, 25 years. Haven't you? Yeah. Like, there's what, what, two, one of those, one of the Tiki Barber games or. Well, there's been two big ones, uh, 95 and 2005. Um, so 95 was the work done, stopped at the goal line. Yeah. Upset a number four or number six or whatever they were at the like, time. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Most because 2005, I was legal to drink. And 95, <laughs> I was still a senior in high school. Yeah. Maybe not have gotten quite out that early in the day yet. This is my <laughs> most embarrassing fun fact of, of college, which I'm uh, most embarrassing. I mean, I guess, sure, whatever. Fine. Uh, I missed one home game in undergrad, and it was the Florida State game in 2005 because I had a club lacrosse tournament in Towson. My mom guilted me oh, out dear. of driving back to Charlottesville and getting back up in the morning and driving back to Towson to finish the tournament. How'd that go over your next phone call to your mom? (laughs) She didn't call me for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) The icing on the cake, she was at the game. Both my parents were at the game. Wait a minute, what? Tickets, yeah. They had season tickets, came to the game, and she was just like, why don't you stay with your grandmother? Like this whole thing. And I was like, fine, because like, you know, Florida State was number four, number five, whatever it was. And uh, she was like, they're probably going to get beaten. You're going to drive all that way. It's just extra driving. It's so dangerous. She like laid it on. Um, and yeah, that was so, yeah. And that's the thing. That before it, you were in the military? Yeah, this was before. You can like yell out, I'm military. Yeah. I got this. I've got combat hours. It'll be fine. Um, so yeah, but it, it, that's part of it too. And especially because the game against Florida State ended so weirdly um, with all the weird penalties and the Florida State having a chance with, you know, a second left. And it ended very similarly to the 95 game um, with a goal line stop that, you know, at least this would have just allowed them to tie the game. But um, yeah, I think this Virginia team, what I like about going into this week to actually bring it to the team we're playing. um, Bring it around. Yeah. uh, This is almost uh, 
no lose situation for Virginia. I mean, this is they would lose an opportunity to make a statement if they don't win this game. But no one expects them to win. Conference, right? No one expects them to win. Um, They're, I think, is it still eleven point dogs? Um, Last time I looked, it was eleven. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame has the more talented players. They have the pedigree. They've got the home field advantage. They've got you know, an established program that has an expectation of winning year in and year out, which is like what Virginia is trying to get to, but they're definitely coming in as the underdogs and with such low expectations for success. I mean, obviously this isn't the team. The team expects to win. Like that's every team should expect to win every game. Like do your damn thing. Um, (laughs) But looking at it from the, you know, covering it perspective or what the fan mentality I think should be, is you just legitimately just have an opportunity to go try and make some noise. And if you don't, you're not any further behind than where you started. You don't need this game to make bowl eligibility. You don't need this game to help you out in conference play. Like it's just a really good chance to go on the road and upset a really good top 10 team. Uh, Speaking of going on the road. So you are not attending this game, correct? Unfortunately, no, I have to work this weekend, which is fine because that means I just watch a bunch of football, but, um, uh, it is on my bucket list. I would love to go someday, but uh, I, I know mean, our fans. I mean, you guys, you guys got us on a rope. You can do the next swing around, like at eight years or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> however that works we'll out. See you in twenty-five years, I'll be <laughs> my sixty-fifth birthday. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm just kidding. I'm not forty. Now, yeah. are Virginia fans pretty hyped up about the trip to South Bend? Yes, absolutely. I think the UVA Club of Chicago is doing some really cool events too, um, which made it really hard for me to be like, oh, I'm not going to go. Um, you know, they've got <laughs> pregame or pre like the night before they're doing some stuff up in Chicago. They've got, um, I don't know if it's actually a sanctioned train, but I know a lot of my friends are going on a train uh, and they're calling it like the, the Hoochoo. Oh, that's a good name. I think, um, that's I think solid they, right there. I'm sure they will be solid uh, and sober. Um, there's also a bus that the UVA club of Chicago is putting together for, you know, getting folks down there from Chicago. Um, and then obviously we shared today, you guys wrote that great story on like where to go, what to do, all that good stuff. So, yeah, um, there's a lot, it's a lot, it's a, you know, it's an undergrad of like what, eight or something like that. I, hell, I don't know. I went to Eastern Michigan. I went to the big, bad, uh, directional school in Michigan. <laughs> that was a commuter school basically, but, uh, no, yeah. Notre Dame's like, I think like eight, around eight or nine undergrad, uh, maybe a little bit smaller than that, but, uh, but it's a large campus for, yeah for a small, I mean, it's a very large and there's because of the history and all that good stuff, you know, there's, it's just, there's so much you want to go see, like, you know, you, you hear about this and you hear about that. And so what people get a, when they get up there, they kind of run around like rats, like really like bouncing around. And I, I get worried that people making their first trip, you know, it's, it's so like up in your face, all this stuff that they kind of lose a little bit, uh, where they're not taking their time to appreciate yeah. like w- exactly what, where they're at. Like maybe you don't go see, like there's things to stay away from. Like Notre Dame fans, I tell you, like, don't ever go to the bookstore on game day. <laughs> yeah. It's online. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? It's online. Uh, my wife's a huge shopper. And so like we've had arguments before. I remember like 2005, uh, Notre Dame, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee was up south. She wanted to go to Hobby Lobby for something. And I was, I lost my damn mind. I'm like, <laughs> what are, what are we doing? Like, I've never gone like shopping for anything other than booze on a college football <laughs> Saturday. And she's all like just whistling Dixie, uh, almost literally. So game day Hobby Lobby. I mean, yes. you gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. Huh? 
so there's there's just a, there's a lot going on up there. I just uh, so I'm, I'm glad you set that out there because it just kind of gives people like, all right, this is what time this goes through. So if you you know if this is something you want to see, you know. But other than that, the campus is gorgeous. I mean, you guys are used to a beautiful campus. It, it's not like you guys are Central Michigan and Mount Pleasant, worst <laughs> campus in America. Uh, so it won't be, it won't be like thunderstruck. Like some of these, I mean, some, some fans do come in they're just like, what the, I don't think they're expecting it. And then they see it and they're like, Oh yeah, this, yeah. this is pretty nice. Like, yeah, man, it's, it's nice. It's, it's on the list to, for me. I'm so bummed. I haven't been, I want to go I'm, maybe cause I want to go to all the basketball arenas. So I think that might be how I first make a trip over. Although South Bend in late September, I feel like it's going to be way more, amazing than south bend in like february but i don't know, you know. well i mean depends i like snow i'm a <laughs> <laughs> i'm the guy that's a, you know and south bend gets you know a little bit of snow i mean they get it they get a shit ton of snow i was so. like i feel like they get a lot just, just, like every just, summer basketball team does go there they get like delayed let you know if you go to south bend around january you're gonna get some snow what the what do you look what are you kind of looking for in this in the this game coming up? I mean, what do you what do you want what do you want Virginia? What are you hoping that they're gonna they're gonna do when they get here? Yeah, I'd really, 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 really like to see a fast start. So Virginia Is that something typical for you guys? Are you are you guys are you do you get out of the gates, you know, like a like a bat out of hell, or are you guys no. just gradually build yourself up? <laughs> Honestly, what's really funny to me is the I've heard some descriptions this year about Virginia football that I was like, wait, are you talking about football or basketball? Um, they, I feel like the first few, so the, they've only quote unquote won one of the first halves this season. And that was against William and Mary. They've trailed to every FBS team that they've played at the half. Um, whether it was 14, 13 at Pitt, uh, they trailed 14, 10 against Florida state. And then we're down 17 to seven against ODU <laughs> as I was dry heaving in the corner of this wedding. So comeback, right? Yeah. It, but that's the thing in the second half, the team has shown, uh, it was even saying like the ability to make adjustments feels like it undersells what they've done because they've outscored Pittsburgh 17, nothing in the second half, Florida state 21 to 10 and old dominion 21, nothing. So they've blanked two teams in the second half. That's not to be taken lightly. In my opinion, I think that's something that they've shown this coaching staff above all else will make adjustments and they, they fix stuff that's not going right. My biggest concern or question or what I'd like to see sometimes in the first half, I just, it feels like they're kind of feeling things out. They're like kind of seeing what the defense is going to give them and <laughs> you know, checking this out. Like, okay, I see what you did there with the linebackers. Like, and that, I'm not saying that that's actually what's happening. It just sometimes feels that way. And shocker, again, with Virginia, hearing an association with a Virginia team, it, their low possession, yeah, that, possession time. That just seems like it's like light years different than like your basketball team just kind of taking the time and I'll get everybody out there, you know, giving, yeah. giving you a little present to walk around in. Well, you look at the time of possession against Florida State. Virginia held the ball for 39-44 of that game. Um, there were only 11 drives. And my favorite part about that Florida state game is Virginia's fourth, third. They had four possessions in the second half. They had the ball four times in the second half. Yeah. That's like the, that's like playing Navy. Insane. (laughs) So they had, uh, a 14, 15 
well, no, that's not right. Sorry. A 633 drive that ended in a touchdown, a 540 drive that ended in a touchdown, and a 220 drive that ended in a touchdown. Um, and all three of the touchdowns scored were scored in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but one of them, the entire drive was the last, you know, six minutes of the first of the third quarter. So all this is to say, like, those I don't mind that. It obviously reduces um like room for error, which is again, these are all the things that people talk about with basketball. Like lower possessions, you you know, can't make as many mistakes. But again, much like what Virginia does in basketball, this Virginia team is not one that's necessarily going to beat themselves if you especially if you take out that last drive against Florida State, which was a nightmare. But um if you turn the ball over or if like Virginia will force the you know interception or a turnover, they'll take advantage of the short field. There's some people that have been saying like, oh, I don't know if Virginia can put together sustained drives. They only won against Pitt because they got the interception that gave them short field and then blocked the punt. Yeah, well, that's part of the game. Like right. it's not like the Virginia team's going to be like, excuse me, can we back this up a little bit to show to you guys that we can actually drive 70 yards instead of 35? <laughs> like it's dumb. Like you're going to take advantage of the opportunities that come in front of you. And this so defense you kinda, will give them opportunities. You kind of seem like you're you're really like set in Virginia's ways. Like you seem <laughs> you seem pretty comfortable in your in your own skin about what they do and what they what yeah. they don't do. So let me ask you this: Would you be more freaked out Saturday going into the half up ten or down ten? Um, like down ten would be like question. would be like your in your wheelhouse, right? Yeah, down ten's a little excessive. I guess it's all like a depends on, which is the favorite thing. If they went up ten, I would be stoked. I would not be freaked out because again, like it, the idea that they can make adjustments in the second half, like in I'm, obviously Notre Dame does too. This is just you know, and so having that little buffer would be lovely. <laughs> um, but I think this season is showing me like okay, if they are down. 10 is a lot to y'all, I think. Like, no offense to ODU, but being down 10 to ODU doesn't feel like the same hurdle as being down 10 to number 10 Notre Dame. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of this team. I'm not sure how many ODU listeners I have. I think, yeah. I think, I think you can offend them. Yeah, I think you can go ahead and offend them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a short list of people that I'm, like, willing to be like, yeah, you guys suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ODU's not on that, so I'm, like, not going to burn my, my goodwill. So um, how are how how are you uh how are you enjoying the Bracco Mendenhall experience? I really like it. Count me as one of the people that was like, who? When they announced him. And Bronco wasn't a guy that was on a lot of radars when it came to like, you know, everyone and their mother thinks they're a genius putting together these right. watch lists about who's Notre Dame had played him three times prior. Yeah. Prior. So we're we're a little more acquainted with, with old Bronco. Plus there's a there there is like a kind of a a very, I heard this recruiting story about Manateo uh, at BYU and Bronco and, and stuff like that. So there, there's a little bit of a little bit history. of history. I, I won't even say, I won't say bad blood. But yeah, I don't think there's a very there's very much like there for, uh, for Bronco to to Notre Dame, but and maybe even between Kelly and uh, Kelly. And so does Kelly makes like for, anybody? Makes it though? way more interesting for me. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, that's true. I was like, does Kelly like anybody though? Who are his like coaching BFFs? Like that's what I want to know. <sighs> Like all guys, all guys that he knew, like in Division Two, uh, Brian Van Gorder is his best friend. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> and he's giving up like sixty points a game right now at, at Bowling Green, who we have on our schedule this year. Yeah. So he's getting he's getting like p- petty petty attacked by Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech. And, and poor me, uh, in a, a very 
I, I don't know. Maybe I should probably turn in my site manager badge for a week. I, I didn't know Van Gorder's son, Montgomery, who was about our backup quarterback for the last four, four years, or one of them the last four years. He's a GA at Georgia. He's a GA at GA. So there's him, <laughs> there's, there's him on the sidelines and he's a, and we call him gummy. He's a really popular cat. I mean, he almost won that big holder of the year award. He got robbed uh, for, you know, about the holder of the year award. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he got robbed flat out uh, <laughs> freaking guy from Minnesota. Uh, but anyways, um, but yeah, it was uh shocking to see that. I'm just, I'm just having like flashbacks of Van Gorder when you say coaching buddies. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's all his buddies. So <laughs> but, let me just like nervously talk about him. Um, I think overall it's hard not to be excited and, or extremely pleased with how things have gone so far, because, you know, obviously the first season was rough two and 10, then you get to a five and seven, then you're going to winning season and winning bowl game against an sec team. You know, that's all, those are all huge steps. And then by the year four, you know, they're being predicted to win the coastal and you're starting four. No, and they're showing predicted it's shit. You guys are number one of the coastal right now. I know. And that's just like, this is all me hedging stuff because like, I've been a Virginia fan, like, you know, follow them long enough that I know, like, don't get too excited about anything. But he's starting to break that feeling, which is nice. Like the fact that the team was down to Florida State at home with, you know, five minutes left and put together not one but two drives sandwiched, you know, around a really solid defensive stop that was aided by really bad play calling by Florida State. But um, that they're making those plays as opposed to collapsing or this feeling of like, Oh, here we go again. So it was nice. It's nice to see those things. And there's tangible things that this team is doing that show they're a better team than they were when he showed up that, and the way that he's recruiting, the way that he's planning, like he's never going to get, I won't say never Virginia's not a place that will pull in the number three class in the country and is going to pull in the Alabama and Clemson type classes and whatever else. But they're taking players that are three, two and three stars. And again, ideally, you're not working with that constantly as you get better. But Bryce Hall was a two-star coming out of con- like high school. And where, that where, is all... where was he at high school? Was, Ooh, was good he, was I he in Virginia? I don't there's a lot. There's a, to me, there's a lot of really good, underranked talent up and down the East Coast a little bit. In yeah. the Virginias, in the Carolinas. For whatever reason, recruiting services. I mean, I would set up shop in the Carolinas myself and just uh, be, just be there. But for some reason or not, they just they always seem to be underrated. That we get a guy, we get a defensive tackle who's like number five in the country at his position, right? And after two years, he quit football. <laughs> and yeah. He's a kid from Virginia Beach, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bryce, so the, a, there, uh, there, that's there's right, a lot of missing going on there. Yeah, he's a Harrisburg, Pennsylvania guy, and it's just in not to make every single comparison to basketball because that's annoying as hell, but it, it's the idea of Bronco does the thing where he gets the right guy for what he needs and builds that player into an outstanding player that's part of a unit as opposed to, and that was the thing they look at. It, I think there was some ridiculous number that like, you know, Florida state had 39, four and five stars and Virginia had two like, but the players, know the system, they understand the schemes. And that's been the biggest thing defensively. This is outside of Clemson. I think easy to say the best defense in the, in the ACC, because the way that they're playing the way that, and it's in all three levels, like you've got match up with Pitt when they're charged though, that defense. 
<laughs> I know. I don't know. That's one that that's such a that's such a you know wild card. Who knows what the <laughs> weapons charge? What's going to happen? But and that was the, that was what well, again when you look back, like hey, that pit defense wasn't bad, and Virginia was able to overcome and you know make things happen and again adjust to what they were getting. But I you know can't let Bryce Perkins get hit as much as he has been in some of these games. But the way that they're developing the depth of recruiting to the sense of when they got here, there was no progression planning. They took over. Just got to pick it up guys here and there. Yeah. The cupboard was very bare in the sense that like we had some really talented players when it comes to like, Oh, the pedigree, the stars. Um, but the depth wasn't there. So anytime you hit injuries or they were learning new things, the, the, they were way behind the power curve that first year. Um, and now that they're starting to understand everything, the defense can be so much more creative and you're probably going to see a lot of really creative blitzes on Saturday. And that's something that, you know, I'm curious, my biggest question about how this game goes, if Virginia succeeds, that means that they've held Notre Dame's running offense in check. And then also just made things miserable for Ian book, getting it to his talented receivers, because that's really, I think going to be the biggest piece of the game can they shut down the running game and if that's not the case or you know if if Notre Dame starts running all over then Virginia's got tons of problems because I don't and correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think that's been your strongest suit so far this season probably not (laughs) probably not those numbers against Georgia weren't great obviously Georgia's got a good (laughs) beat I I, kind of want to nag you a little bit for a for a prediction if you want to give one yeah You you don't have to Oh, but go ahead. Yeah. So go yeah, right ahead. Yeah. I'm always, you know, let's do it. Um, I go back and forth. <laughs> That's how you can tell Literally. they're in the military. They're just like, no, I'm not worried about saying words. Yeah. <laughs> we just throw uh-huh. this out here. In this, in this freezing cold takes climate, you got to be careful when you throw stuff out. Cause literally anything will be like, Oh, they said they thought Virginia would win. Everybody get her. Oh, uh, I've never had a clap back at me. <laughs> you, I mean, it's a, it's a mess. Don't tag that account. It's annoying. Um, <laughs> everyone's now going to tag it. That's fine. No, I, I actually think so. I've gone back and forth. If you ask me at various times over the course of the week, you might have gotten different answers. I think Notre Dame's going to win this one in a close game. I think it's going to be something like 28-24, something like that. Okay. Okay. But now every, everyone I say it, I'm like, no, that doesn't sound right either. <laughs> but on my preseason prediction podcast, I did pick this as a loss, so I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, I actually tend to agree with you uh, as far as the closeness, I think it could get a little more wild and I think get a lot dumb, uh, especially with Notre Dame get, coming off of the Georgia game. It can be, yeah, it, you can, you really, you have no idea what a team year in and year out is going to reach how they're going to respond to something like that for sure. Until, until you finally, until you see it yeah. so, from year to year, I don't care who the coach is. Teams respond differently, so. Yeah, I think the uh, longer that Notre Dame, this is, is going to sound like the oh, duh, the longer that Notre Dame lets Virginia kind of hang out, the like I think it exponentially, not just like oh well, of course they'll have a better chance to you know have a chance to win the game. Um, I think it increases dramatically if, especially like if it's like close at halftime. Um, that's what I'm going to keep an eye on because I definitely get your zoom camera out or just get a zoom lens ready for the NBC show in the crowd. If, if you can stay, <laughs> you know, like it was, look, you were in, it was in the Navy you were in, right? Yes. So you're, you might be used to a ship here and there. You, you're, <laughs> yes, you're, you're flying planes on the ships, right? 
Uh, Most I was plan-based, so that's good. But Most yes, I have some. Home, we're not ready for the. We're not ready, and uh, it was funny. I, I, you knew it was coming, and so after the New Mexico game and the, uh, I'm up in the press box, and I had joked around with the NBC guy about it earlier in the week, and he's like, "Ah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." Five minutes into the game, he's like, looking at me like, "Oh my god," because he's just getting hit up on social media from everybody just going berserk because the camera, the, the sky net sky. Yeah, cam, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just, you know, it just gone wild. So, but if you guys get, if you could get away from the seasickness to see the crowd, if you guys are, if you guys are playing this close and it's going into like the third quarter crowd shots are good. Like mm-hmm. you, you'll see people absolutely making the most berserk faces. Like I took my son to game last year <laughs> to ball state. Yeah. And it, the the com the pure I mean I I'm not saying anything to anybody around me I'm just kind of like making mental notes about the horrificness of the people around me on this because you know Ball State's in the game yeah so anyways um yeah. I want to I I, I want to go my, my yeah, micro I can't talk today uh, I I've been up for like 36 hours so I'm uh flying by the ACC deal with Notre Dame mm-hmm. what are your being a ACC member and Virginia is a charter member, right? So you, yeah. This is very important, and I, I want to state this before I move on to the question. You're you're go uh, you're studying for your bar exam, right? Oh no, no, no! no I, no. I, I must have read that wrong. Yeah, no. I had, whole, for me. I had a whole <laughs> good. I had a whole bit about UVA lawyers being lawyers. <laughs> if, if they're and Notre Dame are cops, right? If yeah, yeah, cop, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Right. <laughs> okay, good. I could I could put that bit in the drawer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways your view on notre dame's deal with the acc how do you how do you feel about it as a as a uva grad as a you know as, as a fan of the team uh, you know as someone who follows and, and yeah. reporting on the- well so here's my i understand the benefits of being independent in football and all that stuff i'm team join the acc full-time and here's why partly i was thinking about this the other day i think and the man, I'm going to get some probably mean messages for this. Cause y'all don't feel the same way. <laughs> I feel like Notre Dame and Virginia could be pretty good natural rivals in the sense that stick with me. I know we're not a USC. I know we don't have like these established football rivalries, but what Virginia lost when Notre, when Virginia, blah, blah, blah. What Virginia lost when Maryland left the conference was a year round rival. Notre Dame is a year round type of rival for Virginia in the sense that, okay, if you play football every year, every six years or whatever it is, if you're Atlantic or whatever else. Um, but then you look at basketball, always a good competition, soccer, great lacrosse, lacrosse. great. Like I'm talking like you go down oh. the line of sports. I don't know how we don't have fencing. It's a travesty. Um, how our fancy ass <laughs> school doesn't have a fencing team. Yeah, how is that? You guys I are don't fancy know. Ass. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I'm like, how do we not have fencing? We have squash. Um, <laughs> but that's my take. Like, I like the idea of like, cause right. I don't think the schedule right now really helps y'all. As you mentioned that like seven buys before they play, play you. I want to play you guys more. It's a marquee game. Like, it's not just like, because, oh, it's cool to play Notre Dame and go to Notre Dame. It's, it's, I just think it's a good mat, like it's a good game. I think it's good for the conference. That Notre Dame joining and everything else I thought is good for the ACC. Except I think for hockey, because we, 
We win the Big yeah. Ten every year in that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Plus, we don't have a. I don't think it's our it's our greatest fu to the Big Ten by taking their trophy <laughs> in hockey every year, swooping yeah. in and being like, <laughs> like this, like uh-huh. Jim Delaney. This is all all yeah. this conference alignment. <laughs> All this madness across the country is just so Notre Dame could bring home a Big Ten hockey trophy. Just <laughs> double birds everywhere. Uh, yeah, that's my take. I think, and that's a very like personal feeling on it. And I don't know if people will be like, "Oh, whatever." That's such a dumb thing. That's if I, I, you know that would be a really good. I'm thinking that. Yeah, basically, I think you guys should join full time because you're good at other stuff, and I think that's good for the conference. Like, it, it's no, well, it's already good. Like that, you're in those things. Um, I just think it would round it out. It's just weird that you're not like playing non-conference conference games or just, it's just blowing my mind. A weird thing to say, isn't it? Non-conference yeah. conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I, there's a, probably a bit where you could, you could pull off all that. So since you've, since you use the R word um, and, and I've trashed your other in-state rival enough, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> talking about their trashy entrance and, uh, and all that good stuff. <laughs> Oh man, the, <laughs> you guys have got. Sorry, I should stop. If Notre Dame fans don't know, Virginia and Virginia Tech have these very. I mean, it's a lot like ndnation.com. They're like old school style message boards. Virginia Sports or yeah, they're very they're very well trafficked. <laughs> I, well, I don't <laughs> even touch those things with a the Virginia Tech, suit and like, a ten foot pole like. Surf- last year over me saying how overrated and trashy their entrance is and yada, yada, yada. Uh, so I, I've, I've done my, done my bit against the Hokies there, but let me ask you, you used the R word rivalry. What if Notre Dame and Virginia, let's just say Bob Diaco's in the picture. It's Bob Diaco's all of a sudden Notre Dame's head coach and he wants to make a rivalry trophy for UVA and Notre Dame. How does this rivalry trophy, uh, what does it look like? What's oh, it got going gosh. on? Oh, that's a great question. I, my first thought was going back to your cops and lawyers thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I, it's like a gavel and like. I spent a, a solid hour car. on this thing. Just kind <laughs> like of thinking about some no. lawyer material there. Oh, it's got to be something. It's got to be like the something Corrigan trophy. There's too much. Corrigan related um, relationship between Notre Dame and Virginia because one of the Corrigans used to be our athletic director. Right. Gene, right? Yeah. Gene Corrigan. Um, And obviously there was a little bit where they actually said maybe Kevin Corrigan was going to be the new lacrosse coach over here. And before Lars Tiffany got hired, like there's a lot of Corrigan related things. I think it has to be a Corrigan named trophy. I don't know what then it would look like, but Usually those like, are just like, like the, the Friends cup. of Corn trophy. Was that, is that, uh, who, who, that's, was that the one they were trying to replace the Cyhawk with? Was the, the people, the, the farmers handing the corn over to oh, the people? Oh, I don't know that. That's hilarious. That's like, it's one of my, it's one of the, my favorite ones. I can't remember exactly which, one of those teams out there growing corn, uh, maybe Minnesota. And the, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it be, I could see a UVA Notre Dame trophy being ridiculously gr- Corny. I mean, you could even go like church and state. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, not even like the way the other play, like BYU, Utah do it or like that. Like this is like 
hardcore. Here's Jefferson. Here's the Pope. Uh, you know, <laughs> Actually, I don't hate that. That's funny. No, I think that would be a great one. I think <laughs> just I have like I'm on a, like a very small island. Notre Dame has like nine rivalry trophies. I think it's actually like six. And I'm like one of the like five people across the country that care about them. Yeah. Screaming for them. Like, we got to get these out on the field. I saw someone. Because if we have one, Notre Dame will not acknowledge it, except for (laughs) like in the FedEx box, they send it to you when you, you know, when you lose. So I will say I did see someone tweet last week um, that it was the Catholics and Crokies for Georgia. And I was like, well, this is a week too early. Why are you talking about the Virginia game already? Crokies? <laughs> like, so I, there was a hot second where I was like, wait, aren't, isn't Virginia the Crokies? I don't you understand. You what date it was, did you? And <laughs> yeah. you were really mad about that wedding. Yeah. I was like, you wait, what? About to flip. <laughs> yeah. Turns out I'm going to be sick this weekend, bud. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's hilarious. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to speed this up. I got one, one other thing I want to talk to Caroline with about. And, uh, and, uh, it, it's a little touchy for me as far as like trying to like, get the answer out. So I've been up for 36 hours, but I have a, a very general question. Women in sure. media. Yeah. There, are, there has been an explosion of women in media, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to do the, the terrible journalist thing and like talk about women in, <laughs> in sports media. But there's, it's been a, like, I mean, legitimately over like the last three or four years and not just like, Sideline reporters, like actual right. reporters, covering teams, beat writers, day in, day out, doing the grind. Uh, there has been a very, very big uh, trend. Not trend. It's been a upward, like steamroll on this bad boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about that. As, do you hear? You know, when you guys are in your secret club, is there is there a lot of talk <laughs> like like we got this shit? Like like, like <laughs> we got it. It's cool. We got it. It's funny because so I apparently just only like to go into things that are generally male dominated fields from Navy or military to into sports now. But I think that there's been one, like you're right, it's great to see this trend. And I think a lot of it is for a while, um, there was this feeling that maybe that either it wasn't available to you or that if you wanted to get into sports, the only avenue you had was to be, you know, the pretty face on the sideline. Um, that's no longer the case. And part of that, you know, there's still, unfortunately in 2019, you'll still get the get back in the kitchens. And, you know, why is she talking about this when she's just supposed to be there to stand there and tell us like, you know, if someone has was hurt. Um, and that's unfortunate. It's part of, and I shouldn't say it's part of the job because it sucks, <laughs> but it still happens. Like, you know, that stuff's still out there. However, there's now growing, like you said, there's the Dana O'Neill's from the athletic. She's fantastic. And like her writing is just unbelievably good. You've got Doris Burke, who's just the goat. Like I met her this summer and I almost died. I think I was just like, oh my um, but the ability that one, it is important. Like, are you jealous of Buffett? I don't want to interrupt you at all. No, you're good. But like Muffin McGraw made a pretty big, big splash uh, during the, uh, yeah. during, during the tournament and, and really, and really like spoke up and like said, this is how it is. And this is what we want. And it, it was only surprising in a way is that like, it's not said enough. Yeah. And she's just and like, nothing Damn it, I'm she gonna... said was controversial. You know what I mean? Like, no, it was no, that, that's it what, was that's like that gift where it's like, yeah, where it's like, why would you say something bold and yet so correct? 
Um, and that's the funniest thing to me was like, why are we calling this, you know, like this big thing when like what Muffet is saying is great. And to have someone with the platform and the, just the badassery that Muffet McGraw has and like the way that she handles herself and with the media and the way that she coaches and just like her whole aesthetic, like she's cool as hell. Like having her say those things, that's important because it puts it in front of the media and you get people talking about it on things outside of just like sports center or a game recap or whatever else. And, you know, it's, and it definitely has not all been like, it's challenging. Like you want to feel like you got somewhere, got your job because you did outstanding work. Sometimes you then have to do more outstanding work to show that you're not just there because someone wanted to put a female on staff. You know, that's probably that's big- something that's really probably, I mean, because of, because of the world we live in, I mean, let's, we, you know, we don't have to tread lightly around it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, fucking Instagram, everything's so, everything's so visually like, yeah. in your face, you know, all the time, you know, there are a lot, I would say almost 90, uh, there, there's a lot of very attractive female sports writers out there right now across all sports there's no like you know tim brando looking you know woman reporting i you know like there's a lot of ugly guys reporting on stuff like i don't want to you don't ever want to see these faces whereas you know so i you know how much harder is it for them because they're obviously you know the, the you guys are you're probably used to like getting past like the you know look look at my work and out of my face kind of you know kind of yeah. a thing but there's no way to get around that, right? Like I am up here, and yeah. the up here is my writing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pull the notebook right up. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, and it's something that like I don't know where we fix that, or how we fix that, or where we start, or you know, it's not. It's yeah, there's got to be like a really ugly woman out there that can really write the shit out of some sports. <laughs> and I'm just saying that that that's not seen. I just it. We're so we're still in this spot. Everything's moving forward, but just like in a kind of in a vacuum a little bit until things. I mean, until we can change more. Until things are changed more at the top, right? Yeah. Like there, like there still needs to be the the grease, kind of the grease the skids a little bit, like that they're doing. Like, oh fuck, she can write. Like, damn, <laughs> she's really good at this stuff. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of women can really. It's also the dealing with, I think what took a long time to get where we are now is the idea of like, you know what? It's really fine for a woman to go in a locker room post game. Like just, it's not that big of a deal. And it's not that big of a deal. If you haven't played the sport, that one is so annoying that yes, because I haven't get playing football gives you a different view of what it is. Not having played football doesn't mean I can't understand what's happening on the field. There's a, there's a big difference between the two. Does one give you maybe a little bit more like, you know, yeah, but that's also the case when it comes to every other thing in your life, having experiences in the thing that you're working with. Yeah. But I played, you can already tell my, my brain's all over the place. So I've took enough hits where maybe I'm not seeing what I'm seeing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, it's like, (laughs) there's just so many things where that we're slowly and getting better at these things where, you know, not, saying like, Oh, we haven't played the sport. Like as soon as we can get to a place where no one's telling a woman to get back in the kitchen when she has a, it's not necessarily just that she has a take. It's a differing take than what yours is. See, and that's my kitchen. Yeah. I, <laughs> awesome. I took it my house. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out no, of my kitchen. Listen, I ordered a lot of takeout last week. Like <laughs> I'm only going to be in there for a little bit. If you're sending me back. Um, 
it's just that idea of like, you know, there's like, we just kind of talked about briefly. It's just like, there's feels like there's less room for error. Um, because of the fact that if you make a statement that might be just as ridiculous as one is like, not even ridiculous, you make a state like Paul Feinbaum makes a statement and you know, female reporter makes a statement. If the woman's wrong, it just seems like, see, this is why we can't have women in sports. Like it turns into a, you know, a, idea of the entire gender encapsulated in the entire field, which is just ridiculous because Paul Feinbaum says whatever the hell he wants to. And no one really, (laughs) I mean, that's not true. People do make fun of him on Twitter, but he's earned it. (laughs) Yeah. But, but he's still surviving though. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. He gets his own show. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, they're like promoting him like, Oh, you, Oh, you screwed up again. Excellent. Let's add another zero to that contract. Perfect. Do you want to sit across from Stephen A. Smith? Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, Oh God. I couldn't think of anything worse than having those two in the single, (laughs) the same room. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey everyone. Thank you. Caroline. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, this morning. Uh, no, it's a little early. It's early for me. Uh, so these, this is a little <laughs> wild. So I'm very excited about Virginia this this weekend. I'm loving the 4-0. Uh, our schedule, Michigan probably isn't going to be <laughs> one of those top-tier teams for us. So this is good. This is this is excellent. This is a uh, good test. Getting you ready excellent. for Michigan. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> for that relaxing game against Michigan later. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's a breeze. That's a breeze through. So, again, thank you so much for coming on. You guys can check you know what they're writing about Notre Dame over there that they're making a lot of like really weird lawyer jokes about cops <laughs> over at uh, streaking along. I'm sure. Uh, oh and God. they'll, they'll turn every conversation into basketball at least until someone else is crowned uh champion over there. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but Virginia is a national champion in basketball. <laughs> I, I'm legally obligated to include it on every podcast I'm on. <laughs> and you guys are a bunch of lawyers. So you know, you're going to hold up your end of the bargain on that. Exactly. Like, my God. Yeah, let's let's definitely get that Pope and uh and Thomas Jefferson trophy going. And uh even if it's once every twenty years, uh we <laughs> we need to get we get this thing rolling. That's amazing. All right. Well check that out over streaking along and uh thanks again for joining us. Go Irish. <laughs> <laughs>